Welcome to The Matt Haycock Show, a podcast about business, money and life. Matt has been making money and making mistakes for over 20 years. And in this podcast, he shares his thoughts and stories so you can improve your business, finances and life whilst hopefully avoiding the mistakes he and others have made along the way. Listen in and level up. I was making six figures just doing six photographs, but nobody else did that. I'd like to welcome our guest of the day. Can I have a big round of applause all the way from London? She got up at four o'clock in the morning. She beat me to it. Uh, with Miss Caprice Beret. Pad thai and bagels and cream cheese because I just couldn't afford it. And I don't want to be back there again, that's for sure. That doesn't sound like poverty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good morning. Everyone, Ooh, I didn't have my coffee yet, but here we are. Um, I didn't have a speech planned today, but um, I think Matt's going to ask a few questions, I hope. And you know what? Whenever, if you guys ever want to interject, please. It's quite, I love, this is my favorite, quite an intimate group. Um, but I'll start off just giving you a background if you have no idea who I am. Um, I uh, I came to London in 1996, the age of 18. My mom said, "See ya, bye, good luck, figure it out, love you," and I had I had to figure it out. So um, I had an opportunity because uh, in California, I used to do beauty pageants as you do, and uh, there was somebody there that said, "Oh, you can make a lot of money modeling." I thought, "Fantastic, great!" So off to New York, and then. I came over here to London primarily because everyone spoke English. And within, gosh, within the first six months, I was catapulted into the public eye. Um, I did the National TV Awards, wore a risque dress, sort of like the Elizabeth Hurley, and ba-boom, ba-ba-ba-boom. I was all over everywhere. But, you know, that's, I got, I got lucky. Normally, I don't believe in luck, and I got lucky there. But to make a business out of that luck... And to, and, and to keep making money for over 20 years, that's a whole other art form. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Because I have had, um, at the age of 30, I, uh, something actually really horrible happened. I turned 30, and that's one foot in the grave in the modeling world. So I had to think of plan B, regardless how much money you're making, how popular you are. You know, what comes up usually comes down. So well, whilst I was at the top of my game, I had to think of plan B. And my plan B was, okay, what will everyone buy into? Lingerie? I had no idea how to run a business. I had no idea how to start. I had no idea about fact. I had no idea about anything. So I thought, license deal. Now you think, oh yeah, okay, well everyone does license. No, back then, nobody did a license deal. That was completely unheard of. So first I had to get an uh, appointment. I thought who was the biggest stockist, who was the biggest um, distributor, um, and that was Debenhams at the time. The guy called Terry Green was running the show. Um, took me a few phone calls, um, and I finally got the, the meeting, went into Terry Green, and I said, I know you're gonna invest quite a few million, but I think this could work, and I think you should do a license deal with me. He said, are you on crack? Literally. I said no. <laughs> At least not today. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> just joking, scandal. Gonna um, in, she's going to fit in just fine in Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, 
I anyways, after quite a few meetings, and uh, he he went with it, and um, and the first we went on sale, and um, we sold out in two weeks. And Terry Green was branded the hero because nobody had ever done this, and he invested quite a bit of money, took a massive mask of risk, but. Hey, in business, we have to take calculated risks, don't we? If we want to make money, we got to spend a little bit. And he went for it, and he believed in me, and it uh, catapulted into millions. Um, and then, you know, every it, it was great. Sales were phenomenal, and then um, and then people started to catch on to this license deal thing, and uh, and I knew I wouldn't be the flavor of the moment. So again, whilst I was at the top of my game, I thought. Okay, I need to take back my name, and I'm going to do this myself. I'm going to supply myself. What a schmuck I was with that. Anyways, I went with it. I convinced him to buy from me, so I would be the supplier because I could sell to. If I was, the numbers were quite big. We were we were doing phenomenal in sales. So this is one stockist. If I had ten stockists, and then I was able to go internationally, I could uh, manifest this into a. Quite a f yeah, I could. It could be quite a good business for me, um, and I could have full control, and there'd be longevity, and I wouldn't have the risk of being replaced by the next little flavor of the moment. Um, everything goes Essex or what? I don't know these real reality shows. That, what is all these real Love Island and all this? So um, I just try to take the power back. What a schmuck I was. Um, it, it, it's tough. Retail is tough. Anyways, the first collection was a bomb, lost a quarter of a million. Um, and then I started to um, get the right team on board. I was very ego. You know, when you're in the fame game, I had the tendency to believe my own bullshit until I started losing money. <laughs> and then I started to get smart and put my ego in my back pocket. And... Um, so I got a great, you know, I, I spent money. I got a really good team. And uh, the second collection ended up working. And then I expanded. Now I'm doing by Caprice Home. Um, and that's doing phenomenally well. Um, so, uh, and then, I mean, now, you know, I'm jumping back into the entertainment because whatever I do, it kind of fuels the fire for my, for my business. Um, do you have? Yeah, yeah. So, um by the way, guys, if you've got any questions, feel free, feel free to jump in. Now, Caprice and I, we, we met 12, 18 months ago when, uh, uh, when she was coming on my podcast, actually. Um, and um, <coughs> so some of these things I've, I've heard before, but, but, they're, but they're no less interesting to me now. And I think one thing that I always found really interesting, which, which you kind of skipped on, the, uh, skipped on the journey of what you've done, yeah. is, is how um, when, when you used to do the cover, the cover shoots back in the day, uh, you, you used to effectively you know, d demand to pick the photographer and then and then and then and then spl it wasn't the, a diva strop okay <laughs> it was very calculated and it was it was it was business at the time you know it was extraordinary I'm gonna stand up again it was extraordinary is you would do these shoots and then the ownership would go back to the photographer and they would make six figures it was because then they would you know they, they would distribute it throughout the world they would sell it so I thought well, this is ridiculous. I had the power at the time to choose my own photographer, my own makeup, my own everything. I'm going to do a deal with the photographer. I mean, this is common sense. I'm going to do a deal with the photographer where we go 60-40, me being 60, 
and then he could sell it all he wants. I, I mean, that made sense to me. Nobody was doing it. Nobody was doing it. The most successful actresses, models in the world were not retaining the rights. I thought, this is crazy. So, you know, some photographers were absolutely appalled by uh, my business um, deal, I guess you could call it that. And I just said, okay, that's fine. I'll go to my other photographer here who said, okay, well, we might as well make something. It's so easy. We do a shoot. It's a whole day. And then I would only do six shoots a year, and I would just sell it throughout the world. I was making, it was unbelievable. I was making six figures, just doing six photographs, but nobody else did that. Like this, it just didn't make sense to me. Anyways, um, the business is not as lucrative anymore. But at the time, you know, I was doing that for about 10 years, and it was and it was working for me. And, and, and has, has that method of operation kind of moved into the industry now, or is it, is it still not something that's really done because, because models are so keen for exposure that they're, that they're prepared to shoot regardless? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, the celebrity world is a different world now. People are doing things for free because they just want to get on the cover or in these magazines, and I'm just not, I'm just not compromising. It's, it's business for me. It's, it has nothing to do with, with ego. Now I have kids, so... You know, um, the, the numbers aren't as high, but um, there are more of the top end uh, people are jumping in on board. But uh, I don't think all the Love Island girls do that so much. <laughs> Not that it's bad, but you know. But, but, but that leads me on to another, another thing which I, I was going to mention before. Obviously, I, I, spend, I spend a lot of time at the moment, you know, kind of in, interviewing, talking to, and, spe and spending time with, I guess, you know, what, what like you say, Love Island, you know, TOWIE, you know, the, the, the reality stars of today. And, and what strikes me is, is, is the material difference you know, between you and them is that, you know, the, the, the people that you deal with today are so, so absorbed in their own celebrity that, that the, I guess, you know, think it's never going to end you know, th th think, think that they're fantastic, don't really understand the commercial economics of any of this. But, but you know, if you go back to when you, when you were at the top of your game, I mean, this is before, you know, before reality TV, you know, before Instagram, you know, b b before the, I guess, you know, the proliferation of celebrity and, and celebrities, you know, back in your day, in the nicest possible, <laughs> the nicest possible way, were... were, were. It wasn't just the <laughs> 90s, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> My height was, it started in 2000, thank you very much. <laughs> a, compliment, a compliment was on its way, here, uh, but but, yeah, but 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 being a celebrity back then was was much bigger than, than than being a celebrity in today's world. And I guess you know what impresses me is is the foresight that you had when you were you know when you were still uh, you know gracing magazine covers and still very much at the top of your game. That uh, that, that you actually said you know what this is going to end. I'm not going to be hot forever, uh, and 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 I need to look at doing other things. No, but a lot of people don't have that attitude. They really and, and there was a time that yeah I did get sucked into my own bullshit 100. percent but I'm from nothing. I mean, I know what it's like to only be able to live off of pad thai and bagels and cream cheese because I just couldn't afford it. And I don't want to be back there again, that's for sure. That doesn't sound like poverty. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know where you come from. These guys would kill for a diet of pad thai and bagels. <laughs> But all the time, really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, well, I didn't like living on bagels and <laughs> cream cheese and bad thai. 
But anyway, n- now I lost my train of thought completely. <laughs> we're, um, we're, we're, <laughs> I've lost mine as well. <laughs> I've got a question. Go for it. Hi Caprice, welcome to Leeds. Thank you. That guy must be the greatest salesman in the world. I didn't get you out at four o'clock in the morning out of bed to come in. (laughs) I kicked her. Well, you have some good one-liners. I don't even know what to say. Apart from that, is such bullshit. <laughs> Do you know where Leeds is? Have you been here before? What, what's your... Yeah, I've been here. I don't know where the hell it is, but yeah, I've been here. Just get on a train, Leeds. Okay, we're good. <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. Caprice, I'd like to understand who uh, in the business world do you respect, and more importantly, uh, since you're a successful businesswoman, if you were starting again today, what business sector would you kind of move into, and what product would you like to be associated with? What product would, I mean, we all have to work to our strengths, right? I had no formal education, and, you know, I worked to my strength. I, I looked like this, and it worked for me, and I, and I turned it into a business, and I turned it... You know the one thing about the celebrity world, and I don't, and I don't want to, I don't want you to take it lightly. It's heart longevity, longevity, and even in business, how do you keep it going? And then how do you start to make more money? I mean, I've had to reinvent myself. I've had the ups and the downs, and the ups and the downs. And as entrepreneurs, one thing is fear is not an option. We have to freaking go for it. And do you know how many times we get pounced on and we fall? And what do we have to do? Get back up. And then we get pounced on again and we fall. And we just have to get back up again. It's hard. It's hard. But this is, my, this is the one thing that I'm really proud of the most is that I kept getting back up. It's longevity. And especially in the entertainment where you see all these Love Island and all the, I mean, they're so famous, making so much money, and then, poof, it's gone. So to make something work, that is an art form, and and that's tenacity, and that's what being an entrepreneur is. Now, I know I went off on one, but I think it's really, really important. Fear is not an option here, guys. And another thing, and this is kind of going off the beaten path, to success, and I'm sure nobody's ever told you this, but for me what's worked, especially with negotiating and business, even in personal life, is restriction. Now what the hell are you talking about, Caprice, restriction? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. You're in a business meeting, it's getting quite, me- it, it getting quite heated in the negotiations. Stay quiet. Silence, guys, is power. And what I used to do, my biggest downfall, is I used to make decisions emotionally. Weakness, disaster. Now what I do, even in my relationship with my husband, my kids too, they come up to me, they start screaming, blaming me. Silent. My husband looks at me like I'm on crack now. What's wrong with you? And things just sort itself out. It just sort, and in negotiating, just try it. Just trust me, you think this is crazy. What this American, they're crazy. Just try it. Sit down in negotiation, see what they have to say. They think you're a schmuck, they're giving you stupid numbers, whatever the case may be. Stay silent, 
Don't come back to them. Let them come to you. Don't come back to them. I'm telling you, you will get exactly what you want. That's power. That's one of my best lessons in now negotiating and in business. And then one other, and this is a tough one. This is a really tough one. But there have been a number, I mean, as entrepreneurs, we explore and see what we can make money. You've done, I mean, you have multiple businesses. Sometimes in business, no matter how much money you've invested, you just have to walk away. And that is so tough. How many, I've had quite a few investments where I just kept on putting money in. And then once you, you know, once you've invested so much, you keep on putting more because you want it to work. Some of the smartest decisions in business is literally walking away. Remember, because I do a lot of these talks, and <laughs> there's one woman, and I kept in touch with her through, through social media, and she had this business. It was so ridiculous. Um, and uh, she said, listen, I have this business, and I've invested 125000 into it, and it's just not working, and I just keep on investing more and investing more. I said, okay, well, what, 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 what is it? She said, well, it's this really great idea. I have this sheet. And then I embroider some beautiful embroidery down the middle and put on my bed. And I said, oh, okay. And she said, well, the whole point of it is my husband is not allowed to go past this little line. <laughs> I said, what? And you've invested, a this is a true story, 125,000 pounds trying to make it work with marketing and God knows what. She, she, I said, honey, are you joking? You gotta walk away from this. And she said, no, but I can't. I've invested all this money. I know it's gonna work. No, the smartest decision you can make is you need to walk away from this now. And then we actually exchanged um, messages through social media and she eventually did. And she started, uh, she started working for a real estate firm and now she has her own firm and she's doing phenomenally well. But it was such a difficult decision for her because, and it is, you invest so much money and then you keep on investing more. Walk away, just walk away. Um, again, I went off on one, but <laughs> yes. How many different businesses have you had and do you always invest your own money or do you borrow? Oh gosh. Over the years, I actually couldn't tell you. You know, some are small, some are bigger. Um, some I invest, uh, normally I'll hedge, so I'll get other investors and, and I'll put in a little bit of my, my own so that they know the commitment. And most of them, smartly, you know, rightly so, um, they would insist on that. But um, for the most part, because I've made a few <laughs> really, really bad choices. And you know what? Some, the mistakes in life are my biggest and my best lessons. I never think, oh, God, apart from some of the guys that I dated. <laughs> Those are my only regrets. But, um, but for the most part, with my I've learned so much. And I think as entrepreneurs, um, these are our greatest and our best lessons. And if you're smart, which most of you probably are, you have these lessons for a reason, and you don't do it again. Then you're a schmuck. So... Um, I've only had maybe three, three. Three failures. Three failures. And, and what, do you, what do you attribute those to looking back? You know, what, what was, the, what was a, a big key individual mistake you made on them? Well, one was hair straighteners. 
and uh, you know it was early on in my, in the game and what I should have you know obvious this is obvious to you guys probably but it wasn't obvious to me back then I didn't do a comp I didn't look in the market it was a saturated market the these ceramic hair straighteners everyone was doing it how could I compete with the best the GHDs and and Conair and all that they were doing it way better than me yeah I could market it but they had the credibility and it just it just didn't work so yeah that that was I was just naive I was naive and I was still believing my own bullshit so um, and plus you know with the product I think now I believe in brand integrity and believe me a lot of people don't go by this and I I would rather take a hit on my margins and give people a fantastic product than to think short term I'm all about longevity like in the retail world you know it's about I it means something to me I want a fantastic brand I want I want something that's original that's unique you and, and I really understand my target market when you're out there who is your market Who's your market? Who are you selling to? We'll cater to that. Focus in on that. What do they want? Give them a good price. Be competitive. I didn't understand all this, but obviously through my mistakes and my investments, now I do. I mean, just carrying on with that, I guess, that theme of ne negativity for, for, for a second. Um, talk to us about some of your kind of deepest, darkest moments. And obviously, I know, I know about the health, you know, obviously, health scare, which was public knowledge as well at the time. I mean, how, how did that affect you in business at the time? You know, what changes did you make? And, and looking back, would you have done anything any differently? Well, I mean, the health scare was obviously, <laughs> that changed everything for me. Um, it's funny in life when you, um, sometimes the universe or energy, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, you have signs and you're supposed to change. And we really hate change. We're kind of scared of change. And the older we get, the more we're scared of it. And I think I, I had a, um, I was uh, um, diagnosed with a brain tumor two years ago. <laughs> Crazy. I was on this TV show and yeah, all these weird things started happening. The doctor said, bah, you have a brain tumor. Um, and I think I was getting, you know, I was really stressed. I had, you know, with my businesses and, um, and I needed to take a step and I needed to change and I never did. And with this health scare, you know, it changed. I mean, it's great. Everything turned out, pot, you know, I, he got rid of it, even though he had to take out my skull and do this and that and eight and a half hours of surgery. It was a bit hairy-carry, but it's gone and it's never coming back and it was benign and blah, blah, blah. But um, but a lot of it was 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 like stress-related and I, sh I, and I should have changed. So as entrepreneurs, again, don't be afraid of change. We need to change. We need to embrace change and again don't you know fear is just not an option I mean I had my second career at 35 now I'm 48 and I'm going into something else yet again because I'm not I, there is no fear I just have to go for it you know cool well is, has anybody else got any questions I probably would have married somebody very rich and been a gold digger. <laughs> Actually, it probably would have been smarter and I would have been richer. So maybe I'm the schmuck. <laughs>
So well, I'm going to ask you um, to, to well, let's finish on a high, and you can you can tell tell us what the what the future holds for Caprice and uh, and, and and whether or not you're going to win uh, win Dancing on Ice, um, and then uh, I want to give you guys you know, 15 or 20 minutes to, uh, yeah, to so we can all, all have a chat and uh, and, you, and you can hang out before you have to rush off. So uh, yeah, go on, t t tell tell us tell us something super fun, super positive, and, and where we're going to see you in 10 years. I thought time. this whole talk was super fun and super positive. <laughs> <laughs> what is he going on about? <laughs> I, I meant to, I meant after the talk about. Uh, about uh, health scares and brain tumors. Oh no, but it all turned out great. You know what I mean? It all turned out fine. And and I think it was a sign. You know, one thing, regardless what happens in life, I turn it into a positive. I think that's really, I think we should all um, take that on board. And, you know, we're thrown at some really hairy, carry things in life. And there's not one person in here where life is just so lovely and great and wonderful. But it's all in, you know, we can't change our surroundings and what happens around us, but we can control how we react to them. And this is a big one for me. And as a woman and, you know, I, I used to think emotionally, used to make blockbusters in my head. I don't, I don't do that anymore. Everything that happens in my life is totally meant to happen for some kind of crazy reason. And I totally accept that. And we just move forward, you know? It's about solutions. It's about no or being a victim. No. It's about solutions and moving forward positively and aggressively sometimes. <laughs> but, um, sorry, what was your question again? <laughs> <laughs> what, what does the future hold? What, what's the next big the project? The future, well, I just, you know, right now, I just, uh, I, I, I think just expanding my businesses. And yeah, I'm doing Dancing on Ice, but I'm doing it because it, it fuels the fire for my businesses. It's great marketing. Um, and um, expanding and just making making money, making money. I love to make money. I'm not going to lie. We all love to make money. It's just we have to figure out how to do it and how to sustain it and how to make it grow. Awesome. Well, listen, I think they're perfect words to finish on. It's all, we all want to make money. So thank, thank you very much. Uh, guys, uh, th thanks a lot. Too. Can we have a round of applause for Caprice? Thanks for getting up Brian early. And, uh Thank you for listening to The Matt Haycock Show. For more Matt, check out his YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Matt Haycox. Or go stalk him on Instagram and Twitter, The Matt Haycox. And we'll see you soon.